Welcome back to the second half of this riveting episode, What My Mother's Suicide Told Me About My Life. Uh, for those of you that listened to the first part, as many have told me, you cannot wait for the second. You have to hear the end of this, of this amazing journey and this amazing young man. Um, please keep in mind that our mics were not the new mics, and uh, you need to turn your volume up, as well as this was recorded before the passing of the great Tzadik of Avram J. Tversky, Zechot Tzadik Lebracha. Enjoy and learn and grow. Welcome to another episode of Anonymous Heroes, a reminder that everyone struggles and you don't have to feel alone in yours. So when did that start, the, the smoking and drinking? and? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. I was 17 and a half, like, closer to... So that year, was that, that year? year? yeah. So definitely. you dropped out, and was the school... How is that... The school didn't try to... Like, do you have any, um, I don't know, ill feelings or, or like, Taina's claims against the school? Like, how come you weren't... Well, I think that, I mean, I think their Mahalach in general was not for me. That's right. All, that's all I'll say about it. But, I mean, no, it, it was it was very clear that I was not capable of being in the yeshiva system at that point right uh so but did you have a did you have a rabbi that cared for you that showed extra love and attention i mean i, I can't no, so imagine I mean, a kid I goes mean, to that in the neighborhood and there wasn't one rabbi right. who said let me no so so the rub and the rabbitson of the of the shul in in denver they kind of like took over Right. I mean, during Shiva, like they were, they were all there. The the Rebson and her kids helped with the house, like the house. Um, and you know, they helped me get into all. They helped me get into the place I went to for technically twelfth grade, and then they got me to. Where was that? Uh, Machon to Ferris Bachorim, where everyone knows it as Blobstein's. I don't know if you know or Shammai Blobstein. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. He's living in the camps and stuff. He's, where was that? It's in Muncie. In Muncie, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so but your family's still in Denver. My family's still in Denver. In a different house. Yeah, in a different house. Um, yeah, my brother and sister were still. Maybe my sister started out in high school. They themselves also went. Let's call it OTD. Uh, right. Uh, at a certain point, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember exactly when. Basically, when my father got remarried, that's kind of when they they then they moved well, up. When to was that? Excuse me. Um, my father got remarried three years later. He also just gradually just stopped being from. Uh, I came back from my first year in Israel for the summer, and my father was like, "I met someone. She's Jewish, not from. She lives in Ithaca, New York." Ithaca. Yeah. Like so she owns a gun also. Yeah, and like ninety acres of, of land. Wow. Yeah. Is that where they live now? No, my father. They got divorced and. Oh right, right, right. okay. See, this is the problem with when yeah. it comes like trust me, it's even worse than Shaduchim. Like when I the way we're talking now, I have the same conversation. It's like wait, but this happened there. I'm like okay, let me just like tell you from like okay, but this is fine. We're getting into details. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so my father stopped being from, and then when he moved to Ithaca, New York, anyway, he's just not from. And after maybe yeah, like six months later, he, you know, my brother and sister, um, you know, I mean, probably more my brother, you know, as a teenager, you know followed the same path I did in terms of, you know, drugs. Were you tight during that time? Me and my brother, yeah. And your sister also. And my right? sister also. But more my brother. So you so you dropped out at, a, at, a, at in 11th school, grade. Yeah. The rabbi and the rabbi, do you still speak with them? Yeah, sure. They help me, I mean, yeah. That's amazing. I speak to them all the time. Um, are they still there in Denver? No, they're in Cleveland now. They anyway, moved to the big city. Yeah, this is the big city. <laughs> so... So they're very instrumental in your life. You're going through your stuff. I'm imagining this rabbi was special enough to not be judgy and to just mm-hmm. be there for you when you needed it and not to... Yeah. Um, are you allowed to say his name? What, what was it, it probably shouldn't. shouldn't. Oh, you know. should not? It okay. should not. I think that he okay. would... Uh, yeah. So um, so you go to... So you're at, what are you doing? Like You're just on the streets all day? At, like, yeah, I'm saying they helped, I mean, they got me to, and they knew that I couldn't be in the Yeshiva system, and they found, like, uh, you know, one of these OTD type of uh, places. And that was Blobstein's. Yeah, I was in, so I flew back to the East Coast, I was in Philly, yeah, basically being a bum in the street, and then I actually met um, A.Y. Weinberg in, uh, oh, that's for Kesher, I'm sorry, that's two different things, that's after Muncie. 
Um, I think I just went to like Muncie, like I was just like in New York. I don't even think I met him. I think I was just like here, we're going. This is you're going to a place where there are people like you that have you know drug problems or family. So issues. what what were, what were you into at that point? Uh, what was I into all the all the fun stuff? Uh, no, I was into um, I was into depression. That was. <laughs> I was into, like, uh, you know, abusing pills, but, like, weed was, like, my... Uh, Go-to. Yeah, that was my savior at the time. Where, where were you getting it? Like, Where was I getting it? Um, I don't know, there's people from Philly I would just stock up, I guess. I mean, so I, you, I smoked weed for the first time with my best friend, you know, like, he, you know, he showed... Like, like I know where I first got. Uh, right. It was uh, uh, Church Avenue in Brooklyn, uh, Bodega. And you went in, and you put a $10 bill down, and you asked for a Coke, and he'd, and he'd do his head nod. You go to the back, to some big guy in the back, and he'd give you a dime back. And that's uh, Bodega on Church I, Avenue. I, I wish it was that easy. At yeah. that, you know, for me. You know. This is 1992 <laughs> or three or something like that. It was, uh, it was a different world. Yeah, uh, but that, it's so funny, because we're talking about how easy it was then, then it got hard, and now it's like... You can go out, you're going to go into Africa. Go to your boss and ask yeah. him for some, you know, yeah. at, at, in Wall Street. Yeah. So, okay, so, so you're smoking weed and, and, and abusing pills with, like, Oxycontin? Um, well, the, I don't know if that was even... Uh, no, it was like Vicodin and Percocet, um, Xanax. I never had a problem. It's so weird. I, when it came to things that are, like, addictive... I just wasn't I was gonna say I didn't I, think it's it. it's when I tell when I tell people now like they don't they don't get it like they don't it's like almost like an anomaly like I just we was like you know me and Mary Jane we're gonna get married we're gonna have kids <laughs> white picket fence yeah, for, with a red for, door for all the very innocent Basiaco girls listening Mary Jane is actually not a person she doesn't live down the drain right. Mary Jane is a name for marijuana right and for you don't know what that is look got, it up on we, your on your neighbors on your neighbor's problems. internet because you don't have it. So, so yeah, so we was like my, it was just my comfort. It was, I just, I, I abused, I used it to just feel numb all the time. I was just high all day, every day. It was the only way for me not to, you know, kill myself. Did, did, did you think of it? Were you, were um, you at points? Yeah, there was, um, I was feeling it for, yeah, the summer of, I was going to stay in Muncie uh, for the summer to work. And <laughs> after senior year, after senior year, so you year. graduated. You got a diploma. No, I didn't get it. Okay. No, no. <laughs> you just stopped going to. You were <laughs> yeah. done with school. I was done okay. with school at that point. So, so did you enjoy that place? Was it a yeah, healthy, I loved it. helpful? I, um, yeah, I, I loved it. You yeah. tight still? Is Rabbi Bob seen? Sure. Still, I'm speaking of every so often, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was the per- it was the perfect um, it was the perfect place for me at the perfect time. I mean, at the time because I just how many kids are there? These places are usually tiny. Yeah, like, it's fifteen. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, listen, like you, I had morning seder, but then like right. in the afternoon, and nighttime, I'm getting high and walking around. You know, like right. I had to go to Shachar's in the morning, but you know, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I did. I mean, I had I st- I started going to a therapist there that was actually like helpful and. That's really, I mean, that's really when I started writing, and that kind of just that 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 definitely you know, writing, writing, yeah, like a journal, like a journal, yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, twice a day probably. Have you ever showed anyone the journal? Sure, I mean, anyone that wants to look. So what's crazy is that I don't know where those are from those times. Oh which man, which really bothers me. I don't know. Were what they happened. purposeful or streams of consciousness or? Um, I mean, a lot of times, was just, yeah, it was just like a lot of times it was mind dumps, just like just getting the thoughts out on paper. Um, most of the time, it was just in poetry form. I would do a lot of that. I mean, I would write songs. I, w- I, I would love to see that. So you sure. know, we're gonna do a little plug right now for <laughs> Sean Leona's book. Uh, yeah. I'm writing a book. Right. Yeah. Um, and the book is made up of writings, probably similar to this, of many people. Um, my biggest writer, who who contributed the most, who was at a place of really bad place also at a certain point in her life and suffered trauma. She will hopefully, I'm going to have to do a little arm twisting, but I think she'll sure. be a guest. Um, she just got married last week, thank God. Mazel tov. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Sure. So, um, but her writings are uh, just like, yeah. my my Rebbe called, uh, told her that he and his Rebbe sit and learn her yeah. poetry and her writing. So if I would love to see it and whatever you'd want. If, sure, you, yeah. if you're not public, I would say I would tell you because someone just sent me something of hers, 
uh, a girl from um, from Ray of Hope, a girl who was uh, also abused as a child, and she said, "Can I show you my stuff?" She showed it to me. I said, "It's beautiful." I said, "Can I can I use it in the book?" She said, "Yeah." She goes, "I have tons and tons more. I'm going to put out a book one day." I said, "So then, don't give me your stuff. Like, if you're going to put it out, right, then yeah. put it out, and you should have that for yourself. That you know." And mm-hmm. and I think these writings are very it's it's similar modality to to this to this uh, podcast where people get to share there's 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 comfort in sharing people's pain yeah. and knowing that you're not alone and and saying wow somebody was able to express that maybe I could and there's so much help that this can do for people so if you were ever thinking about it or if you were thinking sure, about yeah. it you should put down the book I'm saying I, I'm I'm I mean, happy to take it all no, and make I, my, I mean, my book better right. But, uh, no, I mean, I I write aside from, you know, uh, you know, I write poetry aside from just, you know, depression. Or I, don't think what, I, knew whatever, I don't think you ever told me that. No? No. No, because I would have asked to see it already. That's true. Because so, yeah. right now I'm thinking, okay, so do you have anything off the top of your head that you know that you've written that you you know by heart? No. I don't think so. No. <laughs> okay. Not that, not that well. Um, okay, fine. So, so you're writing now, you're in 12th grade, you're... Sounds like descending, but at least you're in a safe place doing it. Yeah, I'm saying the first the first year is, I mean, was the yeah, I mean, it was the I mean, it was the worst. It was the right. worst of of it all. I mean, um, yeah, just the constant questions, um, the constant feeling of what I could have done in my 17, 18 year old brain, thinking that I could have done something to prevent it, which you know, through therapy and just actually like. Ser- you know, searching within myself to realize that there was nothing that I could have done as right. a seventeen-year-old to, to you know, to prevent it. But yeah, I mean, I just I spent, I mean, I spent a lot of time just being in the pain, like just not not like pushing it away. Like for me, that was a way for me that was a way for me to cope, or just for me to to get to to get to a better place was to not not ignore it. I, so it's it's funny. I always think like, was I an open and emotionally aware, intelligent, whatever you want to call it, before she died, or was it afterwards? So it seems like it was a little bit there, but that was obviously the catalyst. Uh, and I just I don't know what the the traumatic event just opened me up to being open to other people, just being open to myself. Like that's I mean that's what the journaling is. It's just like just like don't think, just just. Just write, just get it. I mean, it was my own. I mean, aside from this therapy, it was my own form of. And therapy. since then, you've been. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm finishing school now, so it's been like a couple of months where I haven't. But I mean, up until that point, yeah, I've been. I mean, I haven't. I have notebooks. I have. Ten. I don't know. Wow. Ten. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a bunch of notebooks. That's amazing. I I, I find that amazing. People who can do that, and I try to my own way to think about things to say it out to, to have conversation I think writing is a very concrete awesome way to do it I mean yeah I was just trying to think of the sort of the questions you would ask me like oh like what would you advise to someone who's who's depressed and I mean all the things I just described like in the first year of just being open which I know is so hard for people I know it's so hard it's, it's so hard for me to empathize because I'm so open I can tell a person on the street but I can almost like I can understand why someone wouldn't like why it's so difficult Difficult to to open or to be more open and to be you know aware of the pain, yeah. embrace it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people I speak to that run from it. Right. And where I tell them exactly that, and it's hard to. It's very. Um, what's the word for it? Uh, cliche. Right. Embrace the pain yeah, right. and uh, just let it out. But just let it go. There's a reason why it's, it's cliche because right. it's it's true. Like, like you don't have to take my word from it, but like someone that that's you know mother killed themselves and me having thoughts of suicide myself. Like, I'm just gonna tell you what worked for me and what seems to be the most logical. You know, like yes, it's very easy to say, but like the the, the hardest part I think for some people is that. They want not that they want instant gratification. They just they know that the work is so hard. Like, I know what that's like to not, to not, like, like, depression, anxiety, whatever crappy feeling you're going, it's like a warm blanket, it's the best. I loved it for years, it's just so, like, 
it's so uncomfortable to get out, out, out of, you know, into the into the cold. But you 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 know that it's the best thing for you. That doesn't make it easier. Well, uh, one second. What's the best thing for you to feel? Well, yeah, to be. To, I'm saying to be more. I mean, part of the solution is just being is being open. What, whatever that means. That could be talking to your best, you know, to a friend or just telling someone. Oh, that to be open stay. about it. Yeah. And did you have a best friend then that you were? Oh, you said you first time you smoked weed was your best friend. Yeah. Is that person still your best friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually that's the way it goes. First and, since kindergarten. And. Um, Okay, so I just I just had a trem- I think that I did have a lot of support and I relied on that support. I don't know. I'm just taking a guess here that maybe people just are afraid are afraid to rely on other people. For sure. Which I um, can imagine. Yeah, it, it is scary. But I think that I think just as the trauma happened, like as as it progressed, I was just very I was very open to the support and just and just I was like, yeah, I'll just I'll tell you exactly how I'm feeling, and. I guess depending on who you speak to, usually people are um, are able to be helpful. I mean, right? And that therapist, you also keep in touch with? No, that not that one specific. Maybe I should. Right. Well, maybe I'm a jerk for not doing that. No, I happen to think that there's there are therapists for each time, like for sure. each. You know. Yeah. Now it's not as. Uh, acute the pain perhaps now it's a different thing now it's transferring that or to whatever in a different stage of your life okay so you finished let's call it finished high school yeah and then uh, I mean we also had the drugs the drugs were a big part yeah, of the drugs were definitely a big part of do you think that had you not gotten involved with drugs that you would have been in a healthier place sooner or was it Maybe even helpful to be on the drugs. To... I mean, I was thinking like if I wasn't on drugs, like how would I have dealt with this? You know, my mother's suicide and the depression that I ha- that I feel. Right. I yeah. I mean, would you have put more work in to get through it, to process it, to, or or would it have been too much? And yeah, I think yeah, it would have been negative. I mean, I might have wanted to try to kill myself sooner if I didn't if I didn't have the the right. drugs to numb the. Uh, yeah, but certain the types of drugs. Sure. Take those thoughts yeah. and then... And they elevate them, sure, right. 100%. I'm not sure... Yeah, that's... I mean, that's the... It's one of the main reasons why I don't smoke weed anymore, because I know of... It's not that maybe the association, but I know that it's... It, it comes from a place where I'm not enjoying it. I'm using it to, like, numb the pain or just, like, not, not deal with, rea- like, right. reality. Which is the opposite of what you said before, of, of embracing it and, sure. and being real with it. So... So you you so how'd you get to Israel? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I was in, yeah. After that summer, I was in Philly, just sleeping on a, on a couch for like three months, and um, by just a family, yeah, a, a family friend, and they were cool with it. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool people. Yeah, I just told them to give them a shout out. They're not never gonna hear it, but whatever. Shout out to to Dave Kushner. Shout sleep, out to Dave Kushner. Let me sleep on your couch for three months and eating all your pizza rolls. Um, uh, I have a question for Dave Kushner. Why couldn't you give him a bed? But okay, fine. <laughs> Why you make the poor kids sleep on the couch? But pizza rolls maybe made up for that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so this uh, you know this this Robin Robertson, they were um, you know they helped me get into this place in Muncie and yeah we just we just realized that you know. Um, just I, I wasn't sure about the idea of Israel. I was in the, I was up for the, the the prospect of getting help, like right. like serious help. You know, like I just knew I was I knew I was heading like into rehab in, or yeah, like I mean, or just I don't yeah, maybe rehab. Yeah, were you, was your therapist aware that you were abusing drugs? Um, I don't th- I don't remember even seeing a therapist after I left. I mean, well, the therapist during twelfth grade, right? Um, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was aware. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't part of. You weren't working on the drugs. You were just working on the staying alive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that that was my main focus. Uh, and yeah, so I was I was you know I realized that I did want to take care of myself, but I wasn't sure if Israel was a choice. But um, I uh, were you musical? Yeah. I know you you're into music now. Sure. You play music. I play the guitar. I play the guitar. Shocking. I write. I write. And. And, uh, I mean, your parents were into music. You, yeah. were, you were into music even before? Yeah, my father plays guitar, my brother plays bass, my sister doesn't play an instrument, but, uh... So not a perfect Partridge family? No. Close? No, close enough. 
And were you were you getting were, was a musical release for you? Yeah, or? I mean, I used I mean that's when I started writing songs with a friend of mine. Like right after we started writing. Um, you are so lucky. My guitar is broken. Otherwise, I would definitely ask you to play something and to sing a song. And to sing one of my songs. Yeah. Are you lefty or righty? Oh, it, oh. I know. Let, I mean, yes, let I mean, me back that up and say. I don't play a thing. <laughs> I I was gifted a guitar by my wife, and I was gifted lessons because I am dying to be that person. But I am musically, uh, what's the political correct word? Right. Handicapped. Right. Uh, I, I I couldn't carry a tune if it was in a bag. I love well, music. You, you can still play. I know. I I don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth. That's mm-hmm. that's my first I excuse, like, which yeah. is not a real excuse because if someone told me that, I would say yes, you do. Um, I don't know. The way you talk I, about sometimes your schedule doesn't seem like it, but okay. Um, I set myself up so that I don't have to do right, these other right. things. Gotcha. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't have the discipline. Mm. It takes tremendous discipline yeah. at my age now. I mean, I think it was for my 20-somethingth birthday that my wife got me the lessons right. and uh, the guitar. And I think my son picked it up a few times. I don't even know where it is. I, have no, I, I know we it's own the, the guitar. I think we own a guitar. I'm pretty sure there's a guitar in this house. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, okay. I, I, but I, it's for sure out of tune, and it's for sure got, like, strings broken, if if there is a guitar. I feel like if I try to tune it, the strings would break. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, um, so, you, so you play, so you're into music. Yeah. So you go to, so where'd you go to Nizrael? So I went, um, I went, I met with A.Y. Weinberg from Camp Extreme. Yeah. Uh, I met with him in Long Beach, actually. You know, I never met him. What? Yeah, it's whatever. It I, 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 we may have met, whatever. We never really sat and, and chilled, and I feel like he's somebody I should. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll make that happen. Should, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so w- it's it's weird. Um, one of my, um, I call them surrogate mothers. They're they're just mothers that were friends with my mother. Yeah. So they just kind of just they become. They didn't come in for Shiva. They didn't come in for Shiva. No. Okay. Um. So I was speaking to her about it. I said I might, you know, I'm, I'm, there's an idea. I might, I might go to Israel for the year, and she just got like super duper excited. And I was like, okay, that's that's the reason. It's so it was so weird. It's like, why is why why is that the final decision? Why I should go? Right. I mean, it might have been because I trust her, and she's like a mother figure. So right. you know, um, and then I went to yeah, I went to a place called Kesher. Kesher is a uh, it, it was part of Or Sameach, and yeah. then it broke off into like. Kesher and then to Netzach. Rabbi Samet is someone. Is he involved with? Uh, he's definitely Rosh Hashanah. I think he's. No, no, no. Maybe not. Okay. It's Rabbi Shona, Rabbi Brapis, were the, uh, were the Rosh Hashivas, and Huna Friedland is the director. And who was that for? Like, was it for you, or that's where you ended up going? Kesher. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely for me. I mean, it was like most like most places. I feel like any like teenager like when they go to New Yeshiva, like the first two weeks they hate it. Like, anywhere they go, I feel like they're just like, oh, I don't like it. I'm like, I mean, I'm just speaking yeah. for myself. Right. So that's how I was for the first two weeks. But then, like, literally after two weeks, I was like, wow, this is, like, this is, like, the perfect place. I mean, I was there for all four years in Israel, so. 2003. Yeah. So this was 2004. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, where Neve was in those times yeah. or near Yaakov or... Yeah. So, I mean, I always get confused what year. Was it 2005 or 2006 I was in I was in Israel? But it was for four years. Two, well, three and four, you were in 11th. Four and five, you were in 12th. So you started 2005 there. Right. You're welcome. Thank for you. figuring that out. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so, so you're in Israel. Math and you is my for strong four story. years. Did yeah. you... Did you clean up? Did you flip? Did you... So, yeah. Or you were just there for four years? So, no. So, I went there. So, the first year... <laughs> the first year, I basically smoked hash, like, every day in my room. But, <laughs> I did... What's it was in hash and weed? I don't know how they make it. It's like... I don't know. I think it's from resin, like, leftovers of weed. I'm embarrassed that I that I even asked that. I'm embarrassed I, that I don't know. Like, I right. smoked it every day. I should know, like... I yes. should know what I'm putting in my body. But no, I don't. Like it look comes in like Kit Kat bars. Like it's like a, it like you know Kit Kat. Right, right, yeah, 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 like a bar. Like, yeah, Kit Kat. So you can't like smoke it straight. You have to like break, break it, it up. Break it up and put it into something. You can't like. And I was like, uh, you know, I smoked cigarettes at the time, so you know that was just like a double bonus. 
Um, Why well, you put it into the... You put it in tobacco and you just, right. you're smoking hash and you're smoking... They call it a spliff for all, for all, for all the people that want to know okay. the, uh, the terms. A spliff is just weed or hash with tobacco. That's what a spliff is. Got it. Yeah. But you'd have to roll it into your own rolling paper. You're yeah. not doing or you could put it or, or you could put it in a hookah. Right. Yeah, I love, I love how I'm giving a crash course on that. Okay. You know. And where so, do you purchase it? Yeah. <laughs> on Church, uh, Church right, Street. Church Avenue. Church Avenue. Uh, so yes, the first year, so they have, so by Kesher, they had, they had mandatory group therapy, but they had optional therapy. So I saw the, the, the top tier, the best, the best therapist they had there, which I would absolutely agree was a phenomenal therapist. But no 12, 12 step program. Um, there were, I mean, they're all trained in it. I mean, the the, the director, you know, is is a big uh, proponent of uh, of AA and NA and all that. Uh, a lot of people were in the program, and they, you know, they would go to meetings and stuff like that. But it's not. I mean, it, it was Kesher was a place for people that wanted to become from and get clean. Okay. That was that's that's the you know weekly know. weekly um, P tests you know yeah and stuff like that. Uh, so the first year I spent, I spent a lot of time doing drugs, but I also spent a lot of time in therapy. I mean, and what about alcohol? So alcohol is never, well, I mean, it's Israel. Like when you have like a horrible bottle of vodka right. for 10 check, you know, and then, and then the, uh, yeah, yeah, like Alaska, you know, and pre got, yeah. oh, sorry, I tweak out every time. Even when I see it, it's the worst. I want to just puke everywhere because it's just like flashback, flashback, flashback of like. So yeah, I mean, I would, I, I would because it, I did because it, it was available. But when you know I was seventeen, whatever, like it, what, like alcohol was, I, w- I would drink it. I would drink alcohol, but it was never a problem for me. Right. You know, I got the depression side, you know, from from my mother, not the alcohol. So you didn't get. It. But even with the drugs, it sounds like you were never an addict. I, yeah, unquote. I I was never in the classic sense. Not in the classic sense. Like I didn't there, but like a lot of things just didn't appeal to me, like cocaine. Like like oh, like what are the what are the side effects? Right. So like oh, you feel like you want to run through a wall and like you grind your teeth. I'm like that doesn't sound like fun to me. Right. I hate needles. And like right. I've always just the way that like and I've seen like people like who are addicted to pills. Pills like no, I I've I've that, that's that's staring into like something you know I don't want to be a part of right. myself. So. Yeah, like I was just like, like oh, like we just like it's enough. Like it's like, like I was I was super close to, to getting a tattoo, but I was also like I'm like yeah, I'm not not that from. Right. It was like, and also like I'm like I'm like like for one moment I was thrown like I'm probably gonna get something stupid that I'm gonna regret. Like w- let me wait till like I think of something that I'm actually gonna connect like something that's like means something to me and I have the money and then I'll do it. But like until then, so you never found that thing. No. Afterwards, I do. I you never know. thought of putting a picture of your mom or... Yeah, I probably, I probably painful did. Painful, though, the pictures. Yeah, right? Also, the money. Like, at the time... It's I didn't very expensive. Have, yeah. T- good tattoos are expensive. So, yeah. So, the first year, I spent a lot of time smoking hash and just going to therapy. I mean, that was... I was also just speaking... Like, they had, like, a bunch of these, like, guys that, you know, just learn with. And, you know, one person I talked to about God. The other one I talked to about this, you know. They had a really good... Um, they had a really good support system that way. Um, it was it was a place that... Listen, I'm sure it's like any other yeshiva. Like, you start out with, like, 70, 80 guys, and then at the end of the year, you end up with 30 because there are some people that just... They don't want to do the work or, or or whatever, and I was... I was I was serious about doing the work in my own in my own way. Um, I failed many P-tests, but I was serious about... I was serious about wanting to get healthy. And they saw that, and they yeah. were willing to work with yeah. you. They'll work. I mean, I mean, I would assume that's like most places. They'll work with you if you're willing to. And during work. these four years, you had little connection with your dad, or? Um. Yeah. Zero connection. Uh. He had already gotten. Re- he got remarried somewhere in there. He got remarried the second year, but the four years I was in Israel, he probably called me twice, maybe three times. I think. Wow. One was when there was the massacre by, um, in between Harnof and Yerushalayim. And then and the Tachana Markazib, there was a. This is not the one in Harnoff. There was one in 2005. So then he he saw it in the news, so he called me to make sure I was. Sab- that's a was Sabaro. No, Sabaro was yeah. Sabaro was about 2000. A bomber or a massacre. Sabaro bomb. Yeah. No, no, this one was like a mat, like a like a like. They went to like a school or something. They went to yeshiva. Oh. oh, oh. 
Angels the Sarah Cook. Um, uh, yeah, eight boys. Yeah. Eight boys were, were murdered. Yeah. yeah, they shot the place up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was the time. That was the one time he called me. But every other time I would call him. And I mean, I never. You know, he has. He 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 wasn't. Uh, not he that you're keeping score or anything. Not that we're keeping score. Right. At the time, he wasn't there for me. You know, as he should have been. And were you coming back during the summer? So yes, yeah, so I came back in the summer. So <laughs> summers, I should say. Summers, yeah. So <clears throat> a month before I went back, uh, I got I went to I went to there was a skate park in um, in Gunsocker and I do rollerblade like rollerblade like you know the rails and the, this, all that stuff. So after rollerblading, not skateboarding. Yeah, rollerblading. Okay. Yeah. I'm not judging you, but I see it, you differently now. Wow. Yeah. It, no, 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 you, no, I, it's just coming back, like, I used to get hate from all, all the time, it's just, yeah, cause, I mean, it, you really, gotta take me down at least one peg, you know, I can't be right. a mala. Okay, that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, if you think skateboarding only takes you down one, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, uh, skating, roller, roller rollerblading. Thing. Right. Um, so, I, I was done at the skate park, and my friend's like, oh, come to town and get drunk, and I was like, no, I'm fine, I don't want to, after five minutes he convinced me, so I got drunk. I mean, you could probably remember Israel back then. The uh, what's the square before Crack Square? Crack, I was gonna say there's Crack Square. But yeah, but then there's a square that has the bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, gonna hit us for not knowing it. Kikartion. Yeah, yeah. So there was before. It's all nice now, but there were stairs. Right, right, sure. So, <clears throat> so I was drunk and I'm walking back, and my friends like, "Hey, Freddie, you should jump those." I was like, uh, sure, that sounds like Already a good drunk on rollerblades. I had the rollerblades in my backpack, yeah. so I put them on, and, like, this seems like a good idea. So, um, so, yeah, so I, I jump, and I black out, and then I wake up on the floor, and I try to lift my head up, and, like, I can't really, and, like, I touch my head, there's blood all over my hand, and I try to, like, lift up, I just, I destroy my wrist. And I go to the hospital, and they... Did someone take you to the hospital, or you... Like an ambulance. Like yeah. They, yeah, they actually... At least my friend okay. were responsible. Uh, so they stitched my head up, and they... You know they talk about Israeli doctors, how they're not great? Yeah. So my, my wrist was clearly... Bro- I never broke a bone in my body, so I have no idea, like... Aside from being drunk also, but... My wrist was clearly bro- broken, and they just put me in a sling and, like, sent me home. They made sure to stitch up my head, but... You Thankfully know, for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I got back to America, I, uh, the, I went to get, like, a checkup, I was like, yeah, like, your bones didn't set right, you need to, you need to get surgery. So, so my father, at that point, when I got back from Israel for my first year... Where, where is he? He's still in Denver? We're all in, we're all in Denver. Yeah. Um, he said, I've been talking to, you know, I've been dating this girl, I'm like, oh, this woman, and he's like, she's gonna come here in two weeks, so I was like, okay. So she comes two weeks for, for a week. And then another two weeks later... And at this point, you're clean? No, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not clean yet. Yeah. Uh, so he he's like, yeah, we're going to get married and move to, to New York. I was like, oh, okay. That sounds about right, you know, just like, yeah, we're just, this is, this is where we're just doing whatever we want, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was like, he's like, you can come to New York to get the surgery or you can stay here. And I knew that if I went to New York, I wouldn't be for, like... There's no, there's no, like, I'm going to move to, like, nature and, like, there's going to be gunyam everywhere. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to want that. Like, after I get surgery, like, I'm going to be like, no, I'll just, I'll just stay here. I don't have to go back to Israel. I can figure something out. Right. So. You thought New York would be worse for you than Colorado. Yeah. I guess Colorado's quieter. It's. uh, It is, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, the idea was, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, I'm not exposed to, like, you know. Got it. But, I mean, so I basically stayed in Colorado to get surgery, um, and then, so I was getting surgery on my birthday, uh, and December 15th, I just, my neighbor was a semi-drug dealer, so I basically, they're the sweetest people, (laughs) they fed me, they clothed me, um, they provided me with drugs, um, so, you know, all the good stuff. So, I basically, why am I even mentioning that? Oh, right, because uh, one night, I mean, December 15th, I smoked a ton of weed, and I got home, and I couldn't fall asleep. My head was spinning, 
This is after surgery. No, it's right before surgery. Right, before surgery. So, I, uh, I was just, I just, I was just, my head was just racing. I'm like, I'm like, what am I, like, I just, it's, I can't, like, some people have, like, aha moments, some, but for me, it just felt like it was just, like, this gradual, like, I would just think about, like, as, even when I was smoking weed, like, in Israel and stuff, and I come back, and I got drunk on rollerblading, like, that's kind of ridiculous, like, why would, why would I do something like that, and it just took me getting super duper high to realize, like, I don't want to, I don't want to live this way, like, I don't want to be, I know it sounds, like, corny, and just, like, it's, like, I don't want to be a slave to, like, I want to be a slave to something that's gonna just, that's just destroying my, my brain, my, my emotional state, like, it's just destroying everything, you know, everything that I truly want, it's just destroying it, like, and that night, I just, I was like, yeah, that's, that's that was your rock bottom, yeah, it was, Everyone has to it's have not, it's, not, it's not as climactic as right. you know, but it, for me, it was just. Uh, well, but then you were good, but after surgery. I'm assuming they gave you painkillers. So they gave me painkillers, right? So I took painkillers, but my neighbor would come up with like weed, and he's like, he's like, here. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want it. I, I needed the pill, like the pain, like they had to take grafting from my hip. Like I couldn't walk for like five days. Like it was really, like it was really painful. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even getting high. I was just like not being in pain. Right, you know. and and you didn't have any problems after with pills, no, because you know you don't have the addictive. Yeah, I like like I said, it, I don't I don't know why. I just I don't I don't know what it is. So that was the last time. That was the last time I smoked weed. Wow. Yeah. So then after surgery, I mean that's when I went back. I mean, like, listen, I had no like, my intention was to never smoke weed again, you know, and th- that is the case. But like, you know, it was def- I mean, the first. Uh, so I had surgery in December, and then in January I went back to Israel for my second year, and that's, I mean, that's when I got clean and started to focus more on being from, like, yeah, I mean, like, Shabbos I didn't keep till, you know, my second year in Israel, um, and I just spent a lot of time just, I was really committed, like, I, I kind of, like, uh, like I said, like, I was emotionally aware of, like, the other side, like, what, what that looks like. Like, it's suicide, like, that's, that's where I'm going to end, like, if you don't take care of your, you know, now, like, you're going to die, like, you're going to kill, like, you're going to die. Like I didn't beep him out there, in case yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. He did not say any bad words. No. I thought I did an okay job, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I mean, and that was just, I mean, that's when I really just did the work, I mean. But, but I feel like when, when I met you, and again, this is really part of the, but I want to share with people mm-hmm. is that you don't hit points like that and then be like, and then, and then the, then it was smooth sailing and I lived in, in green grass and, no, and, no, no. We, and everything worked. We the struggle get, Yeah, continues. we can get, totally get into that. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, depression has been with me, I mean, since day one, like just because I'm being from and I'm taking the steps, it doesn't mean that I wake up every morning and I just sigh and I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, this, this requires effort, it requires work, like, I don't care, like, what, what the, like, oh, it's gonna be great, you're gonna work, I'm like, yeah, I know that, I mean, I still don't want to do, I don't want to do that every day. You don't want to put in the work necessary to get out of the funk? Right. yeah, I mean, I had that for, I had that for years, I just, I mean, there, there is, there is something to being robotic in the things that you think aren't going to help. You know, like writing, like I, I was like, I, that was just something that I continuously, that I continuously did. It was constantly talking to people. I was still in a really bad space, but I was yeah. talking to people that I cared about that I knew cared about me and wanted to work things out. I, I was in Israel. I was doing whatever program, you know, I, I was a part Are of. Are you learning or? Yeah, I was, I mean, I had, you know, seders and morning and afternoon seder and. Did you ever become like that black and white guy? Not really. Not your style. I, it's not my style to to flip. I'm more of like, I just don't take things to the extreme. I take things at my own pace. I know myself enough to you know when I'm pushing things. Like, I I'm a huge you know jeans and t-shirt person, and the only reason I agreed to like start wearing like dress pants and a dress shirt is because someone paid <laughs> paid for it. Like I wouldn't like do it on my. When own. was this? This was in Israel. I think it was my fourth year. They like gave me some money and I. I wouldn't even wear white shirts, like, all the time. I had, like, colored shirts, too. Like, they just wanted me to stop wearing, like, Kurt Cobain t-shirts, you know? Yeah, that could be. Kurt Cobain's not exactly who you want to walk to. Not a, yeah, not, not a great, you know, role model, especially uh, in my... Considering. Yeah. Considering, yeah. 
Um, it is funny that you mentioned of all people Kurt Cobain. Uh, I happen to be a huge Nirvana fan, but that's you know besides. I mean, Kurt Cobain was my hero. Yeah, I, I did say it, I'm a, and I and I. And I uh, they say very nice things about what's his name that, that was their bassist that became a big star. Uh, Dave Grohl, the drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say he's like a genuinely good person. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, a pretty cool guy. I mean, at least from what I. If I remember correctly, Kurt Cobain got two shots off. Is that? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> when he took his life, he had to shoot twice, which is crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm all into the conspiracy. You know my my, uh. my first email address is Courtney did it. Uh. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure a lot of people have no clue what we're talking about right, right now. Okay, but, fine, that's, but I don't care. Um, uh, um, <laughs> this is about you and me. Yeah. About you really, not about me at all. I should say. Um, okay, so see so after Israel, and would you say that even till till today you you consider yourself someone. Who still struggles with depression, depression? and anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I th- it happens. <laughs> but you are on the face. Besides that, you still wear Converse sneakers. Those Converse, they're Vans. They're, okay, I, 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 same I, I, thing. I upgraded. All right. So besides for that look that you, yeah. that vibe that you kind of give off, you 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 function really well. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's it is funny when people talk about it. Like then you you're. you're Every hour of Shabbos, I, I I I almost doubt if it's Shabbos if I don't get a a good Shabbos message from you. Right. And uh, like, thoughtfully, you're, you're okay. The school's taking a little longer than we would have liked, but uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but other than that, you're you're very functional. I don't know yeah. If that's the word for no, that. it is. I mean, I was speaking to a friend of mine last week, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like a miracle you guys are functional." Like, and then yeah, it, I you guys mean you my siblings? Yeah, my siblings like. Uh, and I re- and I totally I never really thought about it like it's something that like you don't I don't think about and I mean it might have been something that I sort of belittle like I'm like nah like what do you mean like it's not a big deal that that you know I've survived this long and I'm realizing more and more of like I mean just uh, yeah how big of um, it's a huge deal it is I don't know why I don't know why I mean I don't know it's why both it's a huge deal and at the same token. If you were, f- it's a huge deal that you did it. It's a huge deal that everybody can. Sure, yeah. Th- that's the the idea. The idea is everybody has their struggles, and some are he- heavier and some are lighter. Objectively, but subjectively, they're the same thing. So right. it's a huge deal that everyone. But we could certainly take an objective look at your life and say, "Wow, this guy is unbelievable," and look where he's gotten. And then you know the fact that the that. You're in the dating world, and you know I would certainly say ready to to marry somebody. We got to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as we're talking, I keep like trying to compa- compartmentalize in the back of my head. Think, why am I not? Who do I know? It's got to be. Where are you living now? You're living in, in, in Iraq. Far, in the Farakway, yeah. Um, uh, your brother doesn't live with you anymore, right? No, he's in he's in there to straw. Oh, okay, right. Okay, we'll leave that part on. Mm-hmm. Um and um and where's your sister now? She's in West Hampstead. Married? Married? Children? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. She just got married, right? What? No. When? Yeah, four years ago. That's just a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you go there a lot? You guys tight? I mean, yeah. I mean, I go to I go visit. She works uh, in Cedarhurst, so I, oh. just, I go visit her once a week usually. Because you guys look exactly like and like your mom, like scarily so. My brother. Like it's the same face. Your brother yeah. also, yeah. Yeah, my sister's just a female version of us, which is just, yeah, my mother. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, so I was talk. I was talking to a friend of mine yet last week again, a different friend that uh, it's it's easy uh, easy. I mean, I just I understand that someone that's either lost a parent or their parents are divorced or they're just going like it's all to me. It's all relative, like. Like, anyone that sympathizes with me, like, I can sympathize with them. Like, I mean, pain is what you, what you make. I don't know. It's, 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 it's as real as you, as you, as you make it. Like, the level, the level of pain and, and trauma that I'm going through can be the same, but from the outside, it looks... And you say that in the present tense. Yeah. You, 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 you walk around with this every day. Yeah. I just, I, I, it's, I mean, was it, was it trauma that made me an emotionally aware person? 
It's possible. Do you have a mechanism for your daily, I don't want to call it survival, right. thrival maybe for your day? Like you get up and you say, okay, I'm feeling this again. I'm aware of it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write. I'm going to, like, what's your process? I mean, I kind of have like a plethora of just like, I happen to have, um, I mean, this is recent that I started doing like an actual mantra where I do just repeat either phrases or, or things. I force myself. I mean, I have an alarm every, on the hour. I, 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 you know, I say it, but, but yeah. I mean, what, what would be one mantra? Um, my past doesn't dictate my future. That's kind of a big one. It's a huge one. That's a huge... It, it's... It took me a while to, like, really, like, internalize it. Like, there's so many times, like... I mean, that's... For anyone that's listening, I always say, like, all these, like, small things, like... I'm telling... Like, and it's and it's so hard for me to say, like, for someone else telling you, like, no, don't worry. If you keep on saying it for, like, over and over, yeah. it'll get better. Like, it's so hard for me to say, but it's so true. Like, these little things that you tell... Like, these positive... Like, I'm like, yeah, people say, oh, affirmations are, are you know, not... Like, yeah. or whatever, like... Yeah, if you find something that that you think that's going to resonate with you, and you just like instead of instead of just like repeating it to yourself, like actually th- like think about think it. Don't about don't it. just say it, right? Because then but you're just, just saying it also. Yeah, I feel no, like a, has a, a hundred percent. No. Like I tell my, I try not to let my kids say I can't. Right. I hate that. They know that's my two worst words. In my in my yeah. don't tell me I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to bad enough. It's going to be very difficult. We can talk. Yeah, I can't. Great, yeah. Then then uh, I think the line is. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, a, one that? one line. Actually, a young lady shared with me her journal, uh, and also, I can't call it a fantastic story, but it's it's a crazy story. Her story, and she shared with me part of her journal. I don't think this was her line, but she wrote in it, um, um, "God, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm also not where I used to be." And I thought that was like amazing because I, I part of what I feel people have, struggle with, and I think I could say that you might have this feeling just from our conversations is why am I not there yet? Whoever there is, yeah. why is it just not smooth sailing? Why have I not achieved X, like, Y, ha- and Z? Haven't I gone through enough uh, right. difficulty? Right, even beyond the difficulty, also just in the world of like. Spiritual pursuits. Right. Why? Why don't why I feel there, comfortable yeah. Yeah. in the shul, and why am I not just okay with getting up to Shachas and Chamayev every day and to learn whatever it may be, each person on their own level, yeah. and and to stop and say, true, I may not be where I want to be, but first of all, that's why you're still alive because there's still time, and second of all, I'm not where I used to be, and and if I keep realizing that, because you know. Uh, watch pot never boils. You, you watch yeah. plants grow and they just don't see growth. But if you walk away and you come back, you'll yeah. see that it's blossomed and it's and it's grown. Um, so okay, let's. So you after four years of Israel, you come back. Were there any significant, or it was just since then it's been. Uh, uh, were there any significant things that that happened or? Um. Since then you've been clean. Since then it's been a struggle. Since then it's been. I mean, yeah, searching it's, and yeah, it's just. I mean, the the struggle still continue just to. I mean, it's also coming back to you know, normal life or just like the adult life. Right. You know, I spent four years like working on myself and just you know going through, going through the trauma and I mean, yeah, the struggle was just. I mean, day to day things was was fine, but in in my head emotionally, it, I mean, it just it still. I mean, still requires work, and but especially in those years, yeah, it was. I knew that I was committed to, you know, my sobriety, and probably more importantly, just like my, my mental—I mean, my mental health. Like that was right. numero uno on the list. Have you ever gone through the twelve-step program? No, it was never necessary. It's it was real, never, that's really for the addict. Right? I that's, yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, there might be someone that is like, like crazy. They're so addicted to weed that they need the twelve-step program. Right. I don't know, but I don't know. It was just something I never, I never, I didn't do in Israel, and it was just something I didn't need. I just kind of, you know. And, and, and since then, since then, so you've been in school, obviously, but you, you have the rabbi from Colorado, you have your adopted mothers, you I have mean, me, you have, you, yes. have, you have your friends, you have 
Yeah, I mean, certainly you're obviously uh, comfortable sharing and confiding. Do you still go to therapy? Yeah, every week. Every week. It's like, I don't know, it's like maintenance. Like, I, I mean, it's just, it's, I, wow. I, I don't, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I just love, I just love expressing, I mean, I just, I just love talking to people about emotion. I mean, it's just, it's like what fuels my curiosity, it fuels my creativity. I mean, it fuels everything. How long is it, this, have you been with this therapist? Um, so I was with the therapist for um, a couple years and he went to like, a different job, but I've been with the same therapist for a year. One year. One year, yeah. I don't know. I might, I mean, listen. Could you not function if you didn't have I was going to say, the goal, there, there, there is an end goal, meaning right. the end goal is to not be in therapy. Right. You know, uh, which I talk about periodically with my therapist, you know, like I think that there are some, there's still some concrete things that need to. Like at what point do you still too long on the crutch? Right. I, I'm, I mean, I think I'm pretty self-aware to know that like, okay, we're just like. We're just like talking like nuance, like little, like right. it's not, you know, it's not necessary. But, but the house would stand, but you'd still have a little cobwebs in the corner if you right. left now. Yeah. And do you ever, I could see this, I mean, I'm fairly open book and I think to go, I think my wife will tell you that to date me was a little scary because, I, and I think you and I are probably still like that, I'm just going to tell you what I feel. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna play the game. I know. I, mean, I don't think people people can't really handle it. But it's also like I I feel like people like some people put it like do it and they're like they push it like if someone asks me like if someone asks me like oh like the topic of my mother passing away comes up like oh like did she did she die like suddenly and I'll say yeah and they'll be like oh cancer and I'll be like no and then right. so th- so at that point you're supposed to stop right. right but if you ask me then I'm gonna tell you that my mother committed like I'm not like right. So, You're not looking to to throw that out there. No, right? I'm not looking to. But right, if, I'm that but, guy who wouldn't know to stop there. Right, right. See, so if you fish, then I'm gonna give you. Right. You know, if you go fishing, I'm gonna give you a fish. Right. If I, when I'm with my wife, I'll I'll get the stare and I'll still won't hop. I'll get the kick. I still won't know what's going on. And then like when we get home, she'll be like, "What's wrong with you?" Right. <laughs> I'm like, "What? I was just asking." Yeah. Uh, so what would you say now is your greatest challenge like my greatest challenge um it's a good question i mean that's why this is a top rated show amongst my mother this this is this is (laughs) and her friends this this is this is why we're here um what are some of my challenges um not beating myself up that's like that's a really big one um i've been learning to i mean it sounds like so like yuppie and like just like self love. I mean, if people like feel it's like you know they they, they not fashion like they shame like they shame anyone that says like that they want to have self love. You know. Well, do, do you think it's still guilt over over your mom, like um, because you can't forgive yourself? I I know that I, I'm not going to say the nature of that conversation, but you and I I remember where I was because I went out of my office. And was walking around the park, which was across the street from my office, when we had a conversation about a year and a half to two years ago, probably not between a year and a half and two years ago. You remember which one I'm talking about? When you you made a mistake, um, and you felt that you really crossed the line on something, and you felt really in in your religious life that you did something really oh, wrong. Oh yeah, and, right. Yes. And and I and I. Even though it was over the phone, I kind of felt your mind opening to the concept of, okay, so what? Like yeah. Hashem still loves you, and and right. you're still a good person, and you're still you're still in it, and and it, you know. You well, in the context, it really, I mean, that that right. concept of self, I mean, it fit perfectly to the the scenario that you know that I was in. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that conversation was huge in terms of. Um, yeah, understanding that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, being more aware of like, a sh- like, I mean, I think that the more I daven or the more I just connect to Yiddishkeit in general, I'm saying the more I understand that you know, he, you know, Hashem is our Father, and he, I mean, it's yeah, I just been more just like I just like legit just like spreading my arms of like like I'm here like I'm op- like just like do what you need to do like I don't know I'm ready I'm ready hit me yeah.
So, but I'll, but I'll still keep coming. Right. I mean, that's de- it's definitely a, a daily, and it just becomes also with being more mindful. I'm, I'm definitely. Wor- I mean, a lot of times I would just like subconsciously know how to, or just like avoid things, or and then sometimes not avoiding things. But I'm definitely the challenge is being just being more mindful of asking more questions. Like once I am mindful of a thought, just to be just to dig dig a little deeper instead of just like recognize. Like I used, to, you know, I used to, it used to be hard to recognize when all the triggers or the, the negative thoughts come in, now it's more of, I've been able to notice them and it's the challenge is changing them. And, and to use the tools that you get from, mm-hmm. you do DBT therapy, I'm mean, sure you. Yeah. So, let's say it's possible, and it's not, but on the surface level, it looks like it is, for somebody to have one of those idyllic lives. Maybe objectively, for the rest of the world, someone will have more of an idyllic life than others. Do you even believe, I, I, I don't say I don't, because I, I have my own approach to it, but can you imagine that that person could ever get to a, self, a level of self-awareness, I'm going to call it a, a word now that seems crazy, but that you've been gifted with? Like, can someone get there without trauma? If someone can't do, like, you know, they had the... the Two kids and the dog with a white picket fence and the parents are always married and everybody happily, whatever. And they're like, yeah, no, I totally feel you. I, I know what you're talking about. And you're like, yeah, I'm sure you do. Right. Do, do you feel like someone can get there without the... Uh, let me put it a different way. You can't say, I, I mean, I. not thankful, but is there a level of I'm happy I went through the things I went through. Not, sure, but, yeah. not that my mother had to leave the world. I know, I know what you're going to get, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I would never ever want my mother, I still want my mother to be here, right. but has what happened to her, I mean, her suicide, what's happened to me, is it made me the man I am today? Absolutely. Right. Without, without a question. I call it, I call it um, um, the gift of pain, and it, the gift is a, is a, a big wrapped shovel, very heavy shovel. And some people get the gift and they never unwrap it. Yeah. Or they unwrap it and they look at it and they just carry it. And they're like, this is so heavy. And it's it, it doesn't even balance well. i got to hold up my shoulder. And they just walk around with it. And some people are like, let me dig with it. And and they just get to a place that, like you said, trauma could either, what it does to the family, it does to the person. It either destroys yeah, you or, sure. or it builds you. I mean, listen, I, there, it's, it's like, I, I mean, before I came here, like, just like, just thinking about like, how did you, like, there's some, there's some points I can't explain to you, like, how I'm still alive. I mean, it seems, I mean, it's obviously a shame, but like, I mean, it's like, I, I just was able to get support from people, and when I got back, right when I got back from Israel, there was someone that, you know, I wanted to be Chavrusas with, and now he's like one of my best friends, like, I can't explain, you know, why... Or how I got all this incredible support, but it's just there's some things I just I can't. So it's like uh, so if you had to, if you had to identify the um, markers of tools that you got to allow you to be successful, and I consider successful that you are someone who just continues to get up, continues to move forward, continues to try to be better and, and grow and to access joy in life. So it would be. It would be your your support system. Yeah. So it would be friends, God, and yourself, basically. Your yeah. own internal drive to want. Yeah. What Hashem put into your life at different stages. And the people that that brought it out. Yeah, I'm saying the people that Hashem sent me. I mean, I try to thank Hashem all the time for... Like, I, I recognize that it's all from you, Hashem, but thank you for sending these people to me. I think right. That's definitely... I mean, and we can get into gratitude. I mean, gratitude is all... I mean, every, I mean universally, that's... That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't. I because mean, gratitude is really it—it's recognition. Yeah. Being aware, you're not truly aware if you if you don't become grateful. Right. Because being aware. You can't. Is aware. I forgot who said you can't be angry and and you, or depressed and grateful at the right. same time. Right. Right. So, I've heard that also. Yeah. So. I don't remember who said that either. Yeah, someone famous probably. I feel like that's a Bytorsky type. Uh, yeah. Thing. See, they're like non-Jew, like uh, Tony Robbins or something. Right. Yeah. Um, did you, do you have anything to do with Rabbi Tversky? No, not really. Uh, you would be never curious to reach out and ask him if he no. remembers your mom or... I don't know him. Not really. 
Uh-huh. Maybe and, I should. Um, so let me ask you this last question. Where where can we find you on social? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can plug right now if you want to plug. Um, because this is this is important for the positivity part of this. Sure. Where you still struggle, but do you feel like um, I don't know what to call it, plateaued, but the violent swings, the violent struggles, the sure. more climactic ones are kind of done now. And like I guess, like we said, like it's just cleaning the cobwebs now. The house, mm-hmm. you put up the walls, you put up the yeah. Number one, is that the case? Like, you feel... You're obviously always going to deal with it, and it'll always be, but... It's like, oh, I did it yesterday, you know? I'll do it today. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and if and if that is the case, which I'm imagining you're going to say it is, back to what we were saying before, without that kind of um, dramatic, climactic, violent, however you want to call it, struggle, where it's like, Life and death, day and night, depression and happiness, as opposed to a little bit happier, a little bit less depressed. You know, where the new, like you said, you're living in the nuance world now. Yeah. Does that kind of make it harder to feel growth? Like to, like I, I feel like, you know, you have the, it's a phenomenon amongst Bali Chuva, those that that you know, change their lives and uh, and become more observant. Where in the beginning they're like all oh, super excited. Because it's going like from not kosher to kosher, and I'm dressing different than I'm that. And then they're like, you know, in the words of who is Alanis Morissette, just a slug like one of us. Like they show up to to synagogue, and they're just like the next guy next to them, just you know, trying to have uh, intent by the fifth word of of Shimon Esrei, and right. that's their big struggle now. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate? Like, does that make sense? That's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but it's not something. I mean. I don't think it's. I think I've gotten to a point where it's. That's not what I think about. I just think. I mean, I just take it for what it is. I don't. I don't invest too much thought into, you know, sort of that. You know, plateau or, or um. I don't know. Some people also get addicted to the drama. They get right. addicted to this young lady who, she needs that response from me. Right. I often don't respond, and I told her yesterday, I'm not gonna always respond. I'll see. I, I, it's a, it's a tremendous responsibility because I have to yeah. try to figure out through WhatsApp things how serious she is at, at any given yeah. point to do something to herself. But um, but I, I, I'm not going to react like she's waiting for me to react because I'm feeding into her addiction of of dependency and uh, and uh, all the other things that go into this young lady's um, thing, right. her her whole world. But uh, so you're saying, but you're you're. It's moment by moment. This is what I'm dealing with now. That's my. I age. mean, yeah. Until uh, you know, I mean, I'm just always prepared. I mean, that's why I'm just. Try, I mean, that's why I focus on being mindful and just like, because there are. I mean, there's definitely opportunity for. It. I mean, it all to. Come, I mean, it could all come back, you know, in ways that I, you know, wouldn't imagine. And I mean, that's why it's. it's that's why I'm so dedicated to. I mean, listen, where I am to, I mean, yeah, it took, it took a lot of work, and it's just, I mean, I think just my, my willingness to, to accept help from others, and just, like I said before, just to be, the, just to be open, right, the more open you are, the more you're able to receive from others and from yourself the things that you need to get through, whatever you need to get through. That's great. Okay, so give, give us a, I don't, if you have one thing you can learn from your life. And you could tell others that you learned that you wish you wish you could skywrite, right? You know, or something. Sky. Is that is that a word? So skywrite it? Yeah, skywriting. Yeah. Um. So there's one thing. I you do know. two things. I don't, I, I don't I charge by the thing. Um. I don't know. Focus on the solutions, not the problems. It's good enough for me. I don't know. Yeah. Just focus on what you, I mean, just, just, um, I don't know, be open. Try to be open. Open to? Open to, uh, to help, to, to possibilities. Just be open to the fact that it can be okay. Just don't, just don't, just don't get bothered and just, I didn't want to say like, just don't give up, but just like, just, just be, 
Just be open to the fact that things can be okay. Right. They can get better. I, I, if I could... So you're not even saying necessarily that... I, I love it, actually. I never really thought of it like this because I'm always trying to give people confidence and hope in the... And I'm always trying to convince them it will get better. But a step before that, and I, this actually worked where I was, I was on the phone once with an older man whose family called me and he was ready to go and to hurt himself. And he had a family and I tried the whole, your kids, your grandkids, all that. And all he kept saying is, this tunnel's too long and too dark. And I, I, he, he said, I just don't see a light at the end of this. And when I told him what actually, quote-unquote, worked, I mean, uh, I, you know, what God put in my mind at that time was, do you, has there been anyone in your situation that has gotten better? Whatever it was, the money, the sickness, the this, that. Of course there has. Yeah. So, so be open to the fact that it could be. Will it be? Like, you know, I spend a lot of, try to, you, everyone tries to convince that person who's in that dark spot, it's going to get better. Yeah. And when you're in there, you're like, who are you to say that? You don't know yeah. that. But you're. But I like what you're saying. It's Maybe, I don't know. But be yeah. open to the fact that it could. Yeah. It could. It's like a, a step towards in that direction. All right. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you on for behalf of me. Uh, everybody. Yeah. It doesn't feel weird. It's like, no. <laughs> there's no cameras here or whatever. <laughs> like, anyway, <laughs> tell them what they want, Val. Um, all right, we're going to stop the... Uh, the uh, recording here and I, I just would tell people you never know your next door neighbor people have stories to tell and uh, you're not the only one right. striving is thriving that's, that's my my call out sign